You are listening to Sheet Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Red Roberts. This is the year of critical roles, Chapter 11, Back to Viola. December. What do you mean Sage is going to destroy the university? Viola hissed as she, Jules and Chauvelin flew slow loops around the campus. Chauve was on the back of Jules's broom. It always threw her, remembering all over again that he couldn't fly without assistance, even though it had been years and they should be used to it by now. He's been off lately, said Chauve, ever since all that shit went down with his exam. His what? Jules and Viola said at the same time. What happened with his exam? she pressed. Why would he not tell me about that? Jules demanded. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because you've both been AWOL lately? That's not fair, said Jules. You're his boyfriend. You should know when his life blows up, shouldn't you? When was this? Wait, said Viola. It was cold. Why was the air so cold? It was summer. High summer. The honours exams were weeks ago. It can't be that bad. We would have... Chauve groaned. He sparked out, okay? Destroyed his honours final on impact. I reckon he did it deliberately. Are you saying he... failed? Viola didn't want to panic. She didn't want to make this all about her, but the thought of a brilliant magic worker like Sage flunking honours hit her right in the most anxious part of her brain. Deliberately, Jules echoed. He put together a spell so dangerous they basically had to reject it. And then there was all that shit with Professor Fordyce getting canned. I heard about that, said Viola. Everyone in my department was talking about it. I talked to Sage about what was going on. Back in October, I haven't been completely out of the loop. I think I have, said Jules, looking sick. He never mentioned any of this to me at all. He said he could handle it, Viola said stubbornly. Oh, he handled it all right, said Chauve. Handled it completely. Ugh, brain's so foggy. I could sober you up, said Viola. Unlike the two of you, I didn't feel the need to swallow the entire contents of a bar before kicking off a mercy dash. No, it's fine. Cold air's doing the trick. I don't know if I want to be all the way sober for this. We should bring more people, said Jules. Like his actual friends? Shut up, we're his friends, said Viola. Also, I see him. Down there. Tell me fast, exactly what kind of spell did you say he served up to the examiners? Sage was a dark silhouette in front of the oddly bright lake, glittering with pale stars. She could feel his magic as they approached, like the warmth given off by a bonfire. Sage, called Jules, what the hell are you doing? Tactful, said Viola. Sage turned around and he wasn't just a dark shape anymore. His eyes were blazing with magic, fire, colour, fury. I'm texting Hebe, Chauve said in an undertone. We should have brought so much coffee, said Jules. Sage, said Viola, turn off the psycho meltdown for a minute. I want to talk to you. Uh, you're supposed to be the diplomatic one, Jules sputtered. I am very tired. 
Vale, said Sage. He sounded tired too. Did I tell you about my jar? Sage, Viola snarled, tell me you're not all fired up to use the same stupid spell on the whole student populace that so thoroughly fucked up a very small group of us a year ago. I fixed it, he said. It definitely wouldn't kill people. Just give everyone a taste of how the other half lives. You wouldn't understand. Oh, and it's only going to hurt the basilisks, is it? The ones most complicit in the fucked up class system at this university? Or is it going to wreck everyone? You think if some null thirsty who's never cast a light-up charm before ends up saddled with your messy powerhouse of magic-casting ability, it won't cause some kind of house-fire catastrophe? Sage stared at her like she was an idiot. He shook his head and stepped backwards, up to his ankles in lake water. Don't worry about it. It won't affect you. You're not even staying, right? She opened her mouth to yell at him because that was a secret. She hadn't even made up her mind about Paris yet. But Sage was already turning away. The glittering waters of the lake rose up around him, like a sphere of protection, closing him off from her. Whatever it was he wanted to do to this place, she'd blown her chance to talk him out of it. What now? demanded Cho. I don't know, Viola said back, infuriated. Wait and find out what kind of damage he has in mind, I guess. The three of them stood there, stunned and wretched, waiting. So, said Chauve, how's everyone else's year going? Jules staggered a few steps away from them and threw up messily into a hedge. I'm a spy, he blurted out when he came up for air. I work for the... Not hex development, not private surveillance. I work for the government in real intelligence. I'm a fucking spy. Pay as shit. Viola stared at him. Chauve stared at him. For once in her life, Viola had absolutely no idea what to say. But when she started laughing maniacally with no way of stopping, Chauve joined in. Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. Uh, it'll be a much longer episode next week. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheep Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge, including later this month the ebook of the very story you are listening to because it is nearly finished. See you next week.